0: Welcome to today's Conduit podcast. As a reminder, Conduit is a tribe of leaders and owners in the residential trades. And while we certainly don't have it figured out yet, we recognize that we do get better together. My name is Jerry Bierman, owner-operator of Learn Glass. Today we have a, a, a return visitor, friend of mine, Andrew Glasgow, president of NERI, president, owner-operator, I don't know if president's your title, owner-operator of H. Glasgow, Construction second generation, welcome Andrew. Thanks Jerry. It's actually the third generation, but third. I appreciate it. That's awesome, and um, and I appreciate you uh, your willingness to uh, to be on today as we're uh, as we initiated a, a new podcast series um, titled "See You Know You," and um, you're a great example of this because many people have seen you over the years growing up in the business and being around the business. Um, and yet, um, I think we'll learn uh, a lot more about you today by hearing a little bit about your family and your upbringing and how in the world you ended up in the position you're in today. So, give us a little glimpse into uh, uh, small, younger Andrew. Tell us a little bit about your um, Where you grew up, what your your parents were like, et cetera, et cetera.
1: That's it. I grew up here in Madera, uh, where our office is now, and where I live now. Um, you know, I was brought into the office frequently as uh, a little kid. Uh, my first tasks or duties with the company were cleaning. Um, you know, I wasn't very uh, outgoing with bunch of friends growing up but uh, I was definitely you know with my parents a lot Uh, you know I enjoyed I wouldn't go back and change that Uh, I was involved in scouts where I was uh, an eagle scout Uh, that uh, the learning basis is that I've gotten from scouts um, it was carried on through life has been absolutely great for me
0: yeah and
1: again something that I wouldn't go back and change in life Uh, I think it um,
0: adds significant value um to where I am today. Mm-hmm. That's good. What are some of the, I'm not, I mean, I'm familiar with scouts. What are some of the, with your experience at scouts, what are some of the, some of the characteristics that, um, that you embraced from your learnings that, that served you well today?
1: You know, you, but there are lots of things you've learned. Uh, you know, one of the things whether it's ingrained by my parents or through scouts is, uh, You know, a Mr. and Mrs. Um, So Mm. many people today, in my opinion, call someone Jane or Bill uh, as opposed to uh, Mr. and Mrs. And that's something that's always been ingrained in me, whether someone's younger or older. It's You know, it's respect. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, So there's a lot of things in scouts that may be like that. There's a lot of hands-on, you know, step back, look at the picture, figure out how to tie this or to accomplish that. Uh, that I picked up in scouts that carries on through today. There's things you didn't know you were learning that you were learning at that age that have applied to Mm -hmm. everything I've done since then.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. Didn't know that you were learning and what are, what are some of the, you know, growing up in the, in the Glasgow family? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Like, what was it, what was it like, um, did you, you know, your dad owned his own business, uh, your grandfather, was your grandfather working in the business um, still when you were when you were growing up, or had he retired?
1: Yeah, my grandfather, uh, he passed away, you know, when I was in high school, so he wasn't, I didn't get the opportunity to work with him in the business, but yeah, my dad and uh, my grandfather worked together for many years. Uh, my dad took over ownership of the business, and then Uh, For years, I worked in a field and then in the office, at which point I took over ownership of the business uh,
0: myself. Mm -hmm. And what about siblings? Do you have brothers, sisters? I have
1: one sister. Um, We had to make a decision. We didn't have to. We were asked if we wanted to make a decision probably around high school or at the end of high school. If uh, we were interested in coming into the business, uh, my decision was yes. Um, My sisters was no. Um, However, you know, if she came and asked me today, I would have no problem in incorporating or involving her into the business in some manner. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: So, you know, it was a decision we made a while ago and we both moved forward with that. She's actually in the construction trades now. She just uh, is, she married into another business, another family business. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's really interesting. So you knew in high school that you were going to be the succession plan of your father.
1: I, you know, I think my dad was looking at it as a succession plan. I was looking at it as things I was interested in doing.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: It doesn't, it didn't necessarily involve me thinking I was going to own a business. I had the interest in, you know, working and, you know, trucks and job sites and equipment things like that that uh, piqued my interest working with my yeah. hands, um, you know I always tell people and most owners will tell people you know they got into the business because they enjoy doing things they enjoy mm. working with their hands their craft uh, now they're sitting behind a desk and uh, they're not doing that craft they're they're leading the ability for uh, their employees to perform that craft
0: yeah Yeah. Totally different set of skills for sure. Yeah. That's good. What, what was it like as far as were you in, and I'm just, I just thought about this. I'm trying to visualize you as a, as a high school student, were you aware of like stresses? Um, Were you aware that your dad was experiencing? Were you aware of uh, successes that he was experiencing? I mean,
1: naturally with any parent, uh, you know, you knew whether your parents had good things or bad things going on. Um, were there daily stresses? Yes. Were there things that were, you know, worn on a shirt sleeve? Not necessarily. Um, I like to try and think of myself that way. You know, every day I go to the gym after work and I go home, the intention is is I cleanse my day at the gym. So when I go home, it's, you know, it's not a stress of work being put forth to my family.
0: Mm. Andrew, that's good. I've never heard that expression that you've cleaned, you cleanse yourself of the day at the gym. I think, I think a lot of guys, gals, a lot of people probably do that, but I've never, never heard that expression. Did, did your, was your dad a, a gym rat as well? Did he enjoy going to work out or did he get his workout from, from swinging the hammer, so to speak?
1: Uh, my dad always uh, went to the gym for years. He went after work till we got a little bit older, my sister and I, uh, at which point he started going in the mornings. And still to this day, he goes every most every morning to the that's,
0: gym. Oh, gosh, that's a great example. That's good. And what about your mom? Does she work in the business?
1: Uh, my mom did not work in the business. She was actually uh, an educator uh, for, I believe, 36 years. So wow. she she had that career and uh, did very well with it. And was very uh, proud of her, you know, what she was able to accomplish in that position.
0: Yeah, um, was she a teacher then, as an educator?
1: Yes, yeah, she was actually uh, taught special education. Wow. Uh, the gifted programs.
0: Wow. Well, thank her. I'm, I've got four kids, and whenever I meet teachers, I always thank them for investing uh, in the youth because my my kids spent more time. Um, in school than they did with me so teachers have a uh, have an incredible impact on our our youth so uh tell her on behalf of the beerman family thank you um it yes, is a yeah and so yeah gosh and speaking of teaching you end up hmm, you know i what what um your dad did he did you watch him or best as you can recall, like when you were in high school, did he spend, did he split his time? Was it disproportionate amount of time that he spent in the field versus in the office?
1: So, you know, there was always, uh, I I can't really answer the question, Jerry, how much he was in the field versus in the office. Um, you know, you know, you know, as a kid that, uh, you know, your parent goes to work. Um, you know, I know that he drove a work van for many years and, uh, when I was younger, he definitely was in the field more. Yeah. Um, as I got older, he was into the office more and more uh, operations and um, controlling the business. So he didn't, it wasn't so much hands on, I would say,
0: towards my high school time
1: and, yeah. and up to this point.
0: And give us a glimpse into college. Where'd you go to school? What'd you study? I went to UC. Okay. The business economics there. Wow, I'm surprised. That's interesting. I I would have thought I would have heard construction management or something. So um, business and economics? Is that what you said?
1: Business economics.
0: Yeah. So how is that uh, how has that helped you? How has the college education helped you in your in your career?
1: Honestly, I don't think the college had uh any real degree to advancement of myself.
0: Mm. And did you work for your dad in college? Did you co-op like with him or uh, work in the summer? I
1: worked uh, periodically through the company, uh, you know, in the summers and uh, here and there during the school year. Um, However, mostly during uh, school time and shortly after I worked uh,
0: outside of the business. Mm -hmm. And so when you graduated, was that the first, did you go right into the full time with your family business? No, I did not. Where'd you go after school?
1: I uh, kept working through, uh, in a restaurant, uh, that, uh, we had, I would say ownership or partnership in.
0: Okay. Wow. I didn't know that. Tell me about that. Working in a restaurant.
1: Working in a restaurant is definitely different than working in the construction industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, uh, it's amazing the difference of personalities, um, of people in the construction versus someone in a restaurant that's, uh, working employment wise. Um, Definitely something I think every person, you know, every person should work in a restaurant uh, because the uh, lack of mannerisms that uh, are given to some employees are delivered very well in a restaurant.
0: Wow. Wow. I've heard a lot. I, I, I've worked in fast food as a high school student, but I've heard many people say that as well Is that one of the, yeah, one of the, foundations for your uh, career is getting a start high school college working in a in a restaurant would you do how many years did you work in a restaurant
1: I worked a number of years in the restaurant um, at which point I started uh, in working in construction not directly with the family business um, and then it was a point where I was uh, bidding to do a bathroom remodel on a Project, and I apparently was bidding against my father.
0: No way. And that
1: came out, uh, so we ended up having a conversation, and uh, we put up, uh, put together a contract of how things were going to move forward. And that's when I came into the family business.
0: That is a tremendous story. Uh, let me back up for a second. How many? How many? Do you remember? How many years was it? Five years or ten years that you worked in the restaurant industry?
1: Oh no, it, it was probably three, four.
0: Okay. And, and um, okay. So three or four years, then you went to work for a competitor of your dad. Sorry, I've got, I'm laughing. Um, You went to work for a, com- a competitor of your father's?
1: Uh, no, I was working for myself. Oh, basically uh, starting construction and started doing little things for real estate agents here and there. And, started being asked to do other projects and that's where it led.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So, holy smokes. All right. So you're in business for yourself and then you end up uh, putting a proposal together and you find out that your dad's bidding the same job. And so that accelerated conversation for the two of you to say, well, you know, why don't, why well, don't you know maybe it's time because in high school you talked about working uh, running your dad's business so you had um, gotten experience running your own business and you got to the point where you're like all right maybe it makes sense now to transition back into the family business what was that like?
1: Um, you know naturally it uh, I worked most of my life in the business here, the family, H. Glasgow. So, you know, coming back in, it was, uh, you know, no different to me. Um, the big thing was, was there was uh, expectations of forward advancement that we're moving forward with or achieving. And uh, that's why we put together our contracts and move forward into all that. Yeah. executed and- those.
0: Yeah, I I may have asked you this before, but I I can't remember the answer. What does the H in H-Glasgow stand for?
1: Uh, The H is actually my grandfather and my father's uh, first name,
0: Okay, which is Herbert. Got it. Cool. Okay, and then, so you come into the company. um, Do you recall approximately how many employees you guys had at that time when you came in?
1: There were three or four employees in the field at that time and uh, two in the office, three in the office.
0: Okay. And, and give me a, give me a glimpse of that. Did you, did you sense any resentment? um, Any, uh, I hate to use the word jealousy, but that's the word that's coming to mind. What was it like being, um, being the son of the owner uh, coming into the business? How did, how did the, the, the crew receive you?
1: Yeah. A lot of the guys I've worked with in the past. So, you know, naturally some of the guys, you know, it's the owner's son and, you know, when a footer needs to be mucked out or something needs to be done. Well, I was a lucky guy that always did that. Yes. Um, so whether that be, uh, was well, maybe the word punishment is incorrect, but, um, <laughs> you know, learn, learning, you know, the hard way. Um, yeah and you know, those days that it was aggravating, but looking back on it, uh, every one of those days mattered. You know, they, they built who you are.
0: Sure. Well, whatever the opposite word of entitlement is when your dad's making you dig the ditch, so to speak, he's making you do the, 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 whatever the, the lowest level work. And he's saying, Hey, Hey son, you go do this. Um, I think that sends a, I think that sends a great message. One of my, one of my proudest uh, moments um, was watching when my son was, my oldest son was full-time employed at Alluring Glass is watching him serve the other guys and take the trash out and uh, be a humble servant. Um, That those were, those were very, very proud moments. So I think uh, the, the way that I was raised um, is very similar to the way that uh, that you were raised as well. And so then, um, how many years did you and your dad partner before um, before you bought him out and became the sole owner? Oh, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't remember.
1: Um, some days I don't remember how old I am, Jerry. So <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> It, there, I mean, there was a number of years that I worked in the field uh, as no ownership. Yeah. And then as I came into the office, I worked for a number of years uh, as no ownership. And then uh, progressively from there, we started uh, our transfer of ownership uh, forward from that point.
0: Yeah, that's great. So, so you guys had a lot of planning. Yeah, you, you guys had a lot of planning for the secession plan was years in the making I guess yes that would be another good topic um for a podcast you know I don't know if your dad would be willing to come on or not but even just to talk about secession planning and what that looks like and how much time it takes and what are some of the hidden uh landmines um that you, that you get along the way. So, and then um, you'd gotten married sometime in the process and started a family. Tell us a little bit about your wife and your daughter.
1: So I got married uh, close to the time that I was coming into the construction company, Um, around uh, where Ellen and I met and started dating. We got married in 2006. And then In 2016, we had our daughter. So we have a daughter, Grace, which is now three years old.
0: Great name. Yeah, so how has that been? How has that been being the owner, leader of a company and, um, you know, um, now a father? And I I know, because I have two daughters, I know that the emotional why I love both my sons. Um, the, the, the love I have for my daughter isn't greater than the love for my sons, but it's different. Um, and so what's that been like for you, uh, as you, as you lead your organization and now you've got a little, a little bundle of joy. Um, what's that, what's that been like? Cause your wife, uh, works outside the home as well, right?
1: Yes, my wife works outside the home and uh, yeah. works many, many hours a week. So the I take care of, you know, my, I guess, task uh, with our daughter is I pick her up every day from school. So that has to be availability on my work calendar to be able to uh, achieve that. So I get into the yeah. office early and then uh, accomplish potentially everything I need to in the morning. But we all know that that doesn't always happen. Yeah. So many times I work a lot Saturdays and Sundays and at night too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You do whatever it takes to get the job done. Well, and that's the that's the other piece that's the reality as a as a leader owner, the whole GSD stuff that you got to get stuff done. So you know you you can complain for a little bit, but none of the others in earshot really care, and you got to figure it out anyway. So the uh, you, I had you on um, a time ago talking about patience, and um, and you project patience. By the way, as as we talked about before, um, how has how has if at all your perspective on business um, changed um, since uh, since the arrival of grace?
1: You know, naturally your mindset changes um, because it's not necessarily just about you or you and your wife, you know, you know, you and your wife, if you stay in the office till 10 o'clock, well, you know, no harm done. Uh, she can send and make her own self a sandwich or go get dinner. But, um, you know, now that you have a daughter, it's, it's about a family. And it, it's, it's about that impression of your, you being there for her and support for her. So, you know, when she goes to bed or she's getting ready for bed, You know, that's the time that, you know, I would get my laptop out and work now as opposed to, uh, you know, sitting at the office and Ellen stopping by with dinner and or uh, going home real quick for dinner and then sitting all night working on the laptop.
0: Yeah. 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 The whole balance thing is tough for sure. All right. So uh, crazy question, but let me let me shift gears quickly. Um, Heroes. Who are, who are some of your, who were, or who are some of your, your personal heroes?
1: You know, I can't say, I would say, or or rewind that. I can't say there is a single person that was a hero. Okay. Naturally uh, taking over the business, uh, there through Nary. There's a number of contacts through Neri who I had frequent conversations with, um, as opposed to always asking Terry on what to do or how do you get past this? Um, there's a lot of guys in there area that, uh, you know, I networked with. Uh, and yeah. outside the meetings, I called and had conversations with on a regular basis because they kind of, uh, whether I would say directly, hey, you're mentoring me, but I, would, I think that's a very good description of what those phone calls were.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, getting past hurdles and asking for advice. Uh, is something that I've gained a lot, and I try and give a lot through Mary.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. One of the things I've observed about you um, over the years is that you participate. You know, it's that you don't just show up to check the box. That you know, if you're if if the environment lends itself to participation, that you're somebody that is participating. So um, that's always and that's always that's always so important because I think a lot of times um, a lot of our friends might go to meetings and not ask a question because they don't want to feel stupid or whatever. Um, and so it really helps to have other leaders that are willing to ask questions or provide feedback. Um, the the guys that you sought out in NERI um, or over the years, What are some of the characteristics that you saw in them that was appealing that you wanted to seek them out for their wisdom or their advice?
1: You know, when you're doing that, I think that skill set is something um, that you pick up on from people skill set and experience. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So there's a a couple of guys based on that that uh, you watch and you know, learn from and marry, uh, And, that's why I, you know, picked on a couple of those guys to help me through some things, whether they knew directly or indirectly that they were helping me through them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you start, you start sitting down with that group and there's so many good leaders in that group and so many people that are willing to help anybody. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of making that phone call. Yeah. And, that's one of the biggest things I've gotten out of that group.
0: It's so funny you just said that, Andrew, because I don't know who I was talking to um, a couple of days ago. And I said, you know, I can't remember asking, like if you look at, at some of the leaders, yourself included in Nary, I can't remember ever calling somebody and saying, hey, can I bounce a couple ideas off you? Or can I get your insight on how to handle this situation? I don't know that I've ever been turned down. I I don't know that no guys have said, hey, I'm really busy this week. Can we get together next week or next month or whatever? But I, to your point, Andrew, I don't I don't know that any of the any of the guys in our sphere of influence have ever said no to that request.
1: That's very good. That's the purpose of that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No doubt. That's really yeah, good. There's
1: a there's a guy I know right now that owns a business that. Is uh, he's struggling. There's some things that, that he needs to work out and he and I have had numerous conversations over the last three or four weeks at least uh, you know him bouncing questions off of me and uh, I just determined you know this is something that I need. You know, This guy's got so much potential. Yeah. So I've been trying to uh, make phone calls to him and say hey last time we talked you were going to do this in two days did you get that done and how did that go yes you know pushing pushing him and holding him accountable uh for those actions yes so he can improve himself
0: yes you know as you said that one thing that's true about you um that that i think is really powerful is that you're you're you are a truth teller i was talking to some guys last night about this that you've got to have people um, one of the things that we were talking about last night is as a leader, um, your responsibility, um, I believe is to be a truth teller that you have a responsibility to speak the truth. People are asking, you know, when people are asking you for feedback or people are asking you for help or guidance, um, based on your experience and, you know, that, the, the they're trying to pull from the wisdom and experience that you have for you to be a truth teller and that doesn't mean you need to be an ass what i'm just saying is that you're somebody that is um that i believe is somebody that speaks the truth so i don't again i don't know if that came from your dad or um uh, you know what where that came from or scouts or something but yeah, it, that's an that's a incredible trait that you possess um that you're willing to use so thank you um okay so let me lighten it up a little bit uh hobbies what uh what are some of the interests that you have outside of work um that you partake in
1: uh well snow skiing i love to snow ski um i own a boat however here on (laughs) july 17th it's still in winter storage because i've had no time to get it out yet um I do enjoy being in the outdoors and, uh, you know, I, I like to hunt. Um, however, the more and more you own a business, it seems the less and less that, uh, you know, your different hobbies, uh, are getting achieved. Um, but sometimes I think that's just a matter of saying, you know what, I need to go for me yeah. and get away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so that recharge, which is interesting, that's we do topics for the week and this week's topic is recharging. Um, Is the annual ski trip something that you really recharges you?
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you go out there and you expect that you're going to work. So, you know, I go for two weeks straight, two straight weeks every year. Um, And I know that at some point during that, I'm going to miss a couple of days of skiing uh, because, you know, again, I own a business and you can't just walk away. Um, Eric is up in uh, Dayton, and I had a conversation this past summer about literally walking away from your business. If you walked away for a month or three months, will your business still survive? Um, And that's a remodeler's advantage thing that they work through. Yes. But you know, I'm in a month I'm leaving for a week and I'm going up to boundary waters where there is no cell phone reception. There are no computers, you know, I'm going to be completely unreachable. So while Mm. I know that, there's going to be fires. Um, I know that my staff is uh, confident and trained enough that they they should be able to get through any of the problems that arise.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. But good. It's a good. Go ahead. That, Excuse me. Go ahead.
1: Again, that recharge is what you need. You know, you need to get away. You need to just not get thirty thousand emails a day where people are asking you all these questions, and instead. Be able to charge your battery up and enjoy. In this case, enjoy nature and your family, and um, come back to work later and, and deal with everything then.
0: Amen. Yeah, I agree 100. All All right, thank you, Andrew. That's a good stopping point for today. And as we've talked about, we've seen you now, obviously through this, uh, through this, the generosity of your your time. We know you a little bit better. So thanks for being on again, Andrew.
1: No problem. I appreciate Jerry and look forward to the next one.